Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Good afternoon, Zinger Nation. My name is Logan Ross, and this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things crypto at Benzinga. I am joined by Ryan McNamara. Ryan, how are you today? I'm doing well, Logan. How are you? I am doing great. Doing great. Those Just got this ApeCoin airdrop, sun- and so now I'm wearing these sunglasses your inside. Sunglasses, Logan. I was about to say. Thank you. Thank you. I can't take them off now that I am ApeCoin rich. It's a different life. We just lost all of our viewers. Thanks, Logan. Yeah. Well, you know, my bad. How's well, everybody doing today? Drop a comment. Let us know. Hadid, I see you. What's up, Ryan? Sorry, I cut you off. What were you about to say, man? Well, gee, I have no idea what we're going to talk about on today's episode, Logan. What are we going to talk about? I mean, nothing's really going on, so we had to find something interesting to talk about. I think we should talk about this picture right here. Okay, what is that? Uh, it's a canvas, um, and it has a weird alien on it. That's very cool, and you got some ape tokens from that? I did, yeah. They uh, they sent me thirty thousand dollars because I had this picture, and um, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, good thing you didn't right click save because you would not have gotten those tokens. I finally see the value in NFT logans. Very cool stuff. Thank you for that education. All right, Ryan. So the people out there that didn't get ApeCoin, they want to know: should they buy it? Is ApeCoin going up? Is it going down? Give me some not financial advice. I would not buy ApeCoin right now. I mean, it's so volatile. If you want to take on that risk, you can. Uh, a friend asked me if they should buy ApeCoin yesterday, and I basically gave them the same response. If you're looking for a really quick flip, then maybe it's a good idea because it is really volatile. So you have that chance to make you know 50%, 100% gains in one day. Uh, and, and people were able to do that who bought yesterday at 6 or $7. Now we're at around $14. So we did see that 100% gain, and now's the only time you're actually going to be able to get that, in my opinion, in such a short time because the market is still trying to figure itself out. I mean, all these tokens were airdropped to holders and now new people are coming in to buy these tokens. So no one really knows how much an ape coin is worth. I say they're worth like $1,000 each, but I guess the market says they're worth $14 each. So <laughs> I'm going to hold mine for now. Uh, so you're buying at 1000 then if you think they're worth that? No, nah, I'm a seller at $1,000. Um, okay, so what the heck is the use case of ApeCoin? Why should I hold on to this versus the ENS airdrop, for example, which I bag held and now I'm poor? Is this going to be different? Is this going to be the same? Uh, are there going to be utilities for ApeCoin? Is there going to be more coming? Tell me, Ryan. That's Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. We're going to look into some of the past airdrops in the crypto world later on in this episode and make that decision because a lot of these airdrops actually do go down in value over the long term, at least from what we've seen so far, you know, from ENS domains, from Uniswap, from Mir Protocol. A lot of these airdrops do go down in value after a while. I'm not sure if that's because of the use case or if it's because, you know, all these people got free money and they're looking to sell it. As with ApeCoin, I think ApeCoin does have more utility than a lot of these other tokens. Maybe it's not as far reaching and not trying to accomplish as big of a goal, which is definitely arguable. but I mean, ENS domains and a lot of these other tokens, you can stake it. Maybe you can earn interest. Like with LooksRare, you can earn interest and there is some utility, but you can't really use it to spend it on goods and services. There isn't a huge brand behind these other tokens. So I do think that ApeCoin is very different in that regard. We got a comment saying that the ApeCoin TikTok meme army is coming. 
I hope. Have you been on TikTok lately, Ryan? I have not been on TikTok lately. Neither, neither have I. Wait, why did you quit TikTok? You were doing so well. You were such a big influencer. You gained like like five people on, on TikTok. Dude, I went from zero to five followers, infinite, infinite gain in like a week or two, and then I just stopped making TikToks. So uh, smash the like if you think I should start making more TikToks. If we get uh, 35 likes on today's episode, I will bring back the TikTok channel at 0x Logan Ross. Go check it out. How does one get these? I'm not too sure what that means. Hadid, thank you. Appreciate it. Ryan, where are your shades today, man? I left them at home. I didn't realize it was going to be so sunny outside or else I would have brought them. <laughs> so what are the... Uh, you talked to someone from Animoca Brands before, right? What is Animoca and how is it tied into the Bored Ape ecosystem? Yeah, so Animoca Brands is essentially like a VC, almost like an incubator. They're an investment firm and they've created a lot of really big play to earn games. They had a big part in creating Axie Infinity, uh, but they also published the Sandbox Metaverse, which is one of the leading metaverses. And now they're partnered with Board Ape Yacht Club, which is really huge. They're creating their metaverse now uh, and they will be releasing a ton of metaverse land as NFTs. I think the first drop's actually going to be in a week or two, so stay tuned for that. But they're releasing 100,000 NFTs NFTs for their initial launch, probably going to be around 0.3 to 0.7 ETH to mint it. And I don't know if you need to be on a whitelist. They really haven't given out any information for their metaverse land, but they did send out that tweet last week. They said, F it again, sent out a link. They said, you're really <laughs> going to want to do this, but they didn't say what it was. They did say it was in partnership with Animoca Brands. They said it wasn't Ape Token uh, and it wasn't for like a free NFT claim. So what I'm thinking is that's probably going to be for a whitelist spot to be able to get your hands on some of this Board Ape Yacht Club metaverse land, which I think will be a good addition to the ecosystem. I think it will go up in value over time, but it's going to be very interesting because it's a hundred thousand collections. So Board Ape Yacht Club was a collection of ten thousand. We see the floor prices for those around a hundred ETH, and then Mutant Ape Yacht Club is a collection of twenty thousand, and we see the floor price right around twenty ETH for those. So a collection of a hundred thousand. Obviously, the supply is much more. It's going to be much cheaper, and they're also doing another release, which is slated for August, of another hundred thousand parcels. So altogether, there will be two hundred thousand plots of land. It'll be interesting to see how they incorporate this in the game and within the ecosystem so i don't think they're going to be as valuable not only because the supply is much more but you see board ape yacht club holders and mutant ape yacht club holders they get a lot of perks for actually being in the yacht club something you don't get with board ape kennel club and something you won't be getting with land either so i don't think it's going to accrue a similar value but i think it sh still should be a good investment what do you think logan uh, the land tokens you're talking about? The land yeah. NFTs? Yeah, the land parcels. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're going to open up the Board Ape Yacht Club to a whole new marketplace. Most people are priced out right now, and, and so that's why we're seeing so many people get into ApeCoin. I think this NFT land metaverse situation will be the same thing. I mean, you know, a, a, metaverse NFTs are hot. Metaverse cryptos are hot. Combine that with the Board Ape Yacht Club, which is the hottest NFT out there. Seems like a recipe for success. Nick in the chat wants to know, what's with the glasses? That's because I got my 8-point airdrop, and now I'm too rich to see without them. Just kidding. We just lost all of our viewers. Yeah, again. man. Thank you, Logan, man. for that. Can they see the Louis Vuitton monogram in them, or do you need to like shine it at the light? Ooh, you see that? Nope. That's 8-point. Nope. Actually, uh, actually, I hate to break it to you, Logan. Nobody cares. Nobody? You, they don't even know I'm in the Board Ape Yacht Club, Brian. Yes, they do. You're wearing the merch right now. <laughs> yeah, I pulled up to the office this morning. I look over and laying on the beanbag face down is Ryan in his Board Ape Yacht Club hoodie. I look down at my Board Ape Yacht Club hoodie and I said, well, this is funny. This is ironic. <laughs> I thought it was fitting for today because I knew we were going to be talking about ApeCoin on the show. I'm sure you had some similar ideas. Yeah, this is peak cringe right here. That's, that's what we're going I, for. I apologize for the cringe today, guys. I really do from the bottom of my heart, but it's got to be done uh, sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, Oppenheimer said, I am become meme destroyer of death or yeah, something like that. that. Yeah. So Logan, not everybody cares about ApeCoin. Some people care about other cryptocurrencies too. Maybe we should go what? over to I know, surprising, right? I think we should go over to CoinMarketCap, maybe take a look at Bitcoin, take a look at Ethereum, as we usually do at the beginning of the show, because we are finally seeing some movement in the markets and it's to the upside for once, which is refreshing. I think that ApeCoin started this.
Yeah, man, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Let me share my screen. Uh, I'll add it to the live stream and then make sure that that doesn't look like that. How about that? I mean, we're kind of small in the corner, but you probably have enough of us, probably sick of us already. So let's take a look at these green candles. Very, very green. Bitcoin at 41,600. What are you thinking? I think we could rip. We've seen higher lows now for a long time. The lowest low we had was way back. How long ago was that now? I mean, January 24th. Okay. Yeah. So the end of January, we've been in a downtrend, but really we're not in a downtrend anymore. We were in a clear, steep downtrend since like late October, early November of last year. And we see that we have flattened out and we've actually gotten higher lows. So if we can continue upwards, that would be awesome. I think we could retest that bear market slash bull market support band that we've been eyeing for the past you know, 12 months. It's getting pretty low point. now. It is getting pretty low. So, I mean, it's more attainable now, right? We were looking at about $50,000 when we tested it last time. Uh, what are we looking at now, Logan? About $44,000. That's easy mode. That is. That's $3,000 away, less than 10%. I think that's going to be a key indicator over the next couple of weeks. If we can break that, if we can hold it, maybe we're off to the races. What that means for NFTs, I don't know. We will speculate that that might not be the best thing for the NFT market, but there is a lot happening. I mean, we still are waiting for Coinbase NFT, which should be huge. We just got ApeCoin, and there's so many new developments coming out. The Board Ape Yacht Club Metaverse land, too. I mean, there's a lot of things happening. I don't see the NFT market slowing down, but I mean, if Ethereum rips to over $4,000 again in a short amount of time, I bet you a lot of people are going to be getting out of their NFTs, selling their ApeCoin, and getting into Ethereum because, I mean, that's where the value is over the long term. A lot of these other investments are much more speculative, and while I do want to make a bag off of these altcoins, I feel really safe with Ethereum. I don't have to care about it. I can own it for 10 years and know that it's going to be there, it's going to be established, and it's going to have like the most liquidity uh, out of any of these cryptocurrencies. So now that we have our initial cost basis airdropped to us from Ape Token, Ryan, are you going to be, uh, you know, pulling some money out of the ecosystem or are you going to keep this 99% exposure to the Board Ape Yacht Club? I'm not selling. I haven't even claimed it, Logan. I know you haven't claimed it either. And it is a good chunk of money. It is a good chunk of my portfolio. I mean, it is almost $30,000 that we were airdropped. So I will be taking some profits, but not yet because there is that land coming out. A sale of 100,000 NFTs, which is just ridiculous. And Logan, I bet you that they won't be accepting ETH. And if they are accepting ETH, they'll also be accepting ApeCoin for the sale. So that's going to drive a lot of demand to the coin. I think we could see it rip before the sale of of that metaverse land maybe go to 20 25 dollars and once we get there you know i'll sell some i want to stay a holder so i'm going to keep maybe 50 percent of my position but i do want to take profits off if i can sell half of my airdrop and make back the money i spent on my mutant ape i'll be big chilling i basically got the mutant for free at that point you know no cost basis and i'll have half of my ape coins left uh, very nice very nice very nice all right What's next? We could take a look at, actually, I have something I want to point out. So look at today's volume on Bitcoin. It is a, you know, measly green candle. Whereas we flip over to Ethereum and oh boy, this is definitely a breakout on the volume side. We see a much bigger percentage gain, much bigger candle on Ethereum than Bitcoin today. What do you think might be causing this? Is it the attention on NFTs? This is ApeCoin. It's obvious it's ApeCoin. Because we have we have Uniswap with most of the volume. I don't know if it's still most of the volume, but a really big chunk of the volume is coming from Uniswap. It's coming from SushiSwap and these decentralized exchanges. And you're not swapping for USD on those exchanges. And you're typically not even swapping for stable coins. You're swapping into Ethereum. So we got a $200 million airdrop plus in aggregate. I mean, prices have doubled. So it's probably close to half a billion dollars in total value from ApeCoin being put into the ecosystem and a lot of people are taking profits and they're not mm. taking it in USD. Anyone who's holding a high value NFT is very, very convicted on Ethereum. They're not taking profits in USD. Almost nobody I know takes profits in USD these days. They take profits in Ethereum because they know it's going to be around. And that's why we see such a big green candle here and so much volume is because people just got a bunch of free money in ApeCoin. Maybe they don't want to speculate on ApeCoin. I mean, I feel a, a similar way. I have my NFT that's that's already a big chunk of my portfolio do i really need to bet on yuga labs and do i really need to bet on board ape yacht club even more with ApeCoin? because if i wasn't airdrop this like yeah maybe i'd buy 100 coins maybe i'd buy 200 coins but i would not be buying 2000 coins yeah that's a good point there's always that opportunity cost to consider something i failed on with ens 
Uh, so maybe I will uh, make a new mistake this time and sell it and then watch it go to $100. <laughs> Realistically, Ryan, what do you think is a long-term price target for ApeCoin? Um, and by long-term, I mean like 6 to 12 months from now. 6 to 12 months. I guess bull case... It's hard to tell. Do we even know their inflation schedule? Because right now, guys, I'm not sure if you guys saw the inflation schedule uh, for Board Ape Yacht Club, but right now in circulation, I think there's around 250 million coins, but there is a billion that will be in circulation. Uh, it is hard capped at 1 billion tokens, but right now, as far as liquidity, there's not even 200 million coins in circulation. Uh, and once everybody claims it, it, might be a little bit over 200 million. So the market cap is, I think it's like four or five billion dollars right now, uh, but really in true value, it's about 20% of that figure. So I, I didn't even answer the question. Uh, $4 billion market cap right now, true value maybe around a billion dollars. Uh, we could see maybe a $15 billion market cap by the end of the bull run. And that's given that, you know, Bitcoin goes into the six figures. We see Ethereum at, at over $10,000. And Board Ape Yacht Club is, is still the most successful NFT brand out there. Say that all happens in, in eight months from now. You say $15 billion was your... $15 billion market. So today we're at 13.7 billion. billion fully diluted. Fully diluted. Fully okay. diluted, yeah. Well, then a 3 to 4x from there then. Wow. So, I mean, I've heard people say they think it'll be a top 10 coin. It's possible. I think it is possible. We see Dogecoins at maybe around 13 right now. Shiba Inu is around 15. Uh, and I think that Ape Token provides a lot more utility, a lot uh, more value potential than these coins, um, while still being seen as a meme coin by some, right? Because uh, they didn't call it Ape Token, which I thought was interesting. They called it mm -hmm. Ape Coin. And I think that might be to emulate Dogecoin in some respect, also to emulate Bitcoin, because it was the first real uh, big token in the NFT space. So, you know, by calling it a coin instead of a token, it kind of represents that. Uh, but long term, as far as six to 12 months, Maybe we see a $40 APE token. Uh, that being said, I think that prices will be lower in the future than they are today, uh, long term. Say we go into a, a two-year bear market in, in 2023, you know, no one really cares about APE, Ape coin. You can't really use it anywhere. Then you know, maybe we see a $2 APE coin. I don't think that's out of the question. Maybe we even see a $1 APE coin. Mm -hmm. All right. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about something other than ApeCoin. Chat, no. chat, what do you want to hear about other than ApeCoin? Give us something else to talk about. Otherwise, we're just going to keep talking about ApeCoin, and we know that you guys are sick of it. I want to keep talking about ApeCoin. Can I do that? Am I allowed? Do I have jurisdiction? Or is like that the host's decision? Uh, I'm a measly co-host. I so. mean, uh, I can't really stop you. Okay. If I turned your camera off, I turned my camera yeah, let's, off too. Let's give our opinions on the distribution of ApeCoin. So for a little bit of context, the only figure I know is ENS Domains, and they gave out 12% of their supply as an airdrop to holders of ENS Domains. For Board Ape Yacht Club, they gave out 15% of the supply, and they airdropped them to members of the Board Ape Yacht Club, meaning anybody who holds a Board Ape or a Mutant Ape. So uh, Board Ape Kennel Club, which is the dogs in the Board Ape collection, aren't actually part of the Board Ape Yacht Club, but they serve as a companion to either Mutant Apes or Board Apes. So if you held a Mutant Ape or a Board Ape and a Kennel Club, you were entitled to receive 900 extra coins. If you just held a Kennel Club by itself, you didn't get anything. Uh, Logan, what do you think about this? Do you think that CryptoPunk should have gotten any coins? Do you think Mebit should have got any coins? Do you think that the Kennel Club should have got any coins? Or should have it just been exclusively to Board API Club members? Um, so I think that there should have been a bonus if you have, you know, a Board Ape or a Mutant and then you also have uh, a Mebit or a CryptoPunk. I don't think that the uh, CryptoPunks and Mebits themselves should have gotten ApeCoin. I feel like that would have uh, upset the Board Ape community and also created a lot of selling pressure um, for those CryptoPunk holders who are, you know, salty. They didn't get in on Board Apes, didn't make some money. They get the ApeCoin airdrop, then, you know, shoot, they're going to take the profits on, on the Board Ape ecosystem that they've missed out on for so long. So I think that there should have been a bonus. Uh, obviously, I'm biased because I would have been one to claim it, but I think that they could have done a little bit more as far as, uh, you know, rewarding and trying to grow that community even more. I mean, I, I guess they just gave the IP rights to all of these uh, all these holders anyways. So 
um, yeah, you know, consider just, that their airdrop. Exactly. They just got an airdrop of their IP rights that they would not have gotten with Larva Labs. And Logan, I, I agree with you completely. I think that these perks should have stayed within the Board Ape Yacht Club ecosystem, which is separate from the MeBits ecosystem and the CryptoPunks ecosystem. It seems like, like, Yuga Labs is becoming a luxury conglomerate within the NFT space, kind of like how LVMH owns a million different brands like Fendi and Christian Dior. You don't really associate them with each other. You don't think that they're the same brand, but they're all under the same owner that is Louis Vuitton, Hennessy Moe. Uh, so I, I see Yuga Labs becoming something like that, and I think it's a good strategy to have siloed brands that don't really interact with each other, but maybe create value from being within the same ecosystem. Yeah, I think that that's a really, really cool idea. And we're going to see a lot more interesting mechanics built around that concept over the next year. I mean, as as Animoca and Bored Ape come out with all these new play-to-earn games, Animoca released one yesterday that was like limited to 5,000. It was like a pass to play this uh, play-to-earn game. And you could purchase the pass using ApeCoin exclusively. So I'm curious to see if Animoca runs with the opportunity to build on this uh, ApeCoin platform and they start integrating it with more of their games. I have a feeling that it's going to be integrated with Sandbox pretty shortly uh, and it will become, you know, one of the biggest currencies used in the metaverse in, in really no time at all. Um, you know, what that will do for the price, it's hard to say. The supply is, is still kind of, um, you know, it's still being issued, right? There could be a huge, uh, you know, supply shock that hits the market. Um, so make sure you check the tokenomics and be careful and do your own research, all that good stuff. So 15% went to holders, but 62% altogether went to the community. They weren't super clear on what that meant, but a lot of that is going to the ApeCoin DAO, which is the DAO that decides uh, what happens with ApeCoin in the future. People can vote, uh, you know, make it decentralized. Why not? Uh, so 62% goes to the community. A lot of this will be earned through their play to earn game coming up, but they didn't give out too many details. That seems like a good amount, especially because the founders, I think they got 8%, uh, 2% each. There's four founders. And then they donated like, which was interesting. They donated like 15 to 20% to charity. So a really big portion of the, the ApeCoin actually went to charity, uh, which isn't commonly seen within the space. You know, some smaller coins do it to try and gain traction or distract from being a scam. But we haven't seen too many big coins give a large percent of their supply to charity. I wonder what the terms are for that because that's a huge portion of the supply. I don't think it's currently liquid on markets, uh, but I would assume that they have a way to give that out to charities where they can only, you know, sell so much per year, you know, fund them maybe over the next decade uh, and do it that way because it seems like there could be a lot of sell pressure by giving 15 to 20 percent of your supply uh, to the I think it was Jane Goodall Foundation mm -hmm. yeah the Jane Goodall Foundation I think is actually a great choice I think it's really cool that they're working together I'm sure they have some sort of terms negotiated uh, as to the vesting schedule of these ape tokens right um, you know either way for the charity if they get money unlocked over time it's kind of hard for them to to complain about that, um, and, and Ape definitely board Ape need, definitely needs to make sure that they're not, uh, you know, getting their community dumped on, um, you know, by anyone that they can't really control by any centralized uh, authority. And Logan, what do you think about smaller projects not involved with Yuga Labs and not involved within Board Apes using the Ape Coin as a way to maybe promote their project or as a transactional currency that a ton of people already own and already has value? You don't have to start from the ground up. You can start with Ape Coin and maybe attract some of this big Board Ape crowd that has some capital to invest into NFTs and play to earn games. Do you think that's a good strategy that we'll be seeing more of, or do you think it's primarily going to be used by Animoca Brands and Yuga Labs? I mean, Take a look, like Adidas gave, uh, you know, early access for their product to Bored Ape and Mutant Ape Yacht Club holders, right? There are clear incentives for interacting with this community. So I think that we'll continue to see all sorts of, uh, you know, other projects and ecosystems integrating ApeCoin uh, purely to capture that audience, add more value. And hey, look, if they, if they buy some ApeCoin themselves and then give it more utility, they could be pumping their own bags. They could be helping themselves out, right? Um, so, you know, the alternative would be just like using ETH. Ape is more fun, arguably. Uh, or they try to create their own coin and compete with Ape, which is probably tough to do. Um, so I think that we'll see a lot 
of integration with ApeCoin. I mean, it's within a day, it's in the top 40 biggest cryptocurrencies, uh, one of the biggest metaverse cryptocurrencies. I think we'll see uh, a lot of people who are priced out of the Board Ape ecosystem pumping it up uh, and integrations galore, Ryan. Agreed. What do you think about real world events in ApeCoin? Definitely. Because right now it's all focused on the metaverse. It's focused on play to earn gaming. And honestly, when I saw that, I was a little bit disappointed. The metaverse is cool, but going to New York City and going to ApeFest is a lot cooler in my opinion. I mean, last year they had a huge party with celebrities, like open bars, dinners, everything for free to these holders. Do you think that maybe now with ApeCoin that they can expand, reach a wider audience, throw events with more than 30,000 people or 25,000 people, however many holders there are of Board Ape and Mutant Ape NFTs, and start charging access to these events in ApeCoin, uh, maybe have open up nightclubs and be able to pay in ApeCoin. I feel like there's a lot of new use cases in the real world that aren't really being thought of right now for the token. Yeah, I think that Board Ape uh, announced that they're gonna make like an in-person, uh, a real-world like club, um, try to compete with like some of these other big clubs like Eleven. I think it's gonna be in Miami, um, but I'm not too sure, so don't take my word on that. But like, I can definitely see, you know, to get in the door, you gotta pay with ApeCoin. To buy drinks, you gotta pay with ApeCoin, right? It it just makes sense, and that's a really good way to push crypto adoption, push wallet adoption, push brand awareness, push coin prices up, increase demand, anything that they can do to increase demand for their token, I think they'll probably take a shot at, at at some point sooner or later. And the community as well, they have the same incentives as holders. And as holders too, they have the IP rights to their NFTs, so they can potentially monetize that intellectual property with ApeCoin. And obviously they're incentivized to do that because they are typically the ones holding ApeCoin, which I think is another really interesting thing about this whole ecosystem that people also aren't talking about. You know, I could go and make prints of my mutant ape, try and sell those maybe on Pinterest or Etsy, or maybe something cooler where I can ex actually accept ApeCoin. Um, and I, th I think that is an interesting use case as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a feeling we'll see ApeCoin accepted at uh, a ridiculous amount of places within a short amount of time. They have all the integrations, all the partnerships. Uh, Coinbase just rolled out like a credit card to crypto platform the other day. Uh, pretty obvious primer or first step in the NFT platform rollout, uh, in my opinion. So I don't see why they wouldn't integrate with ApeCoin. And I mean, heck, even just buying Bored Apes, why wouldn't you place bids in, in ApeCoin, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it could be really used however the community wants to. Mm -hmm. And Logan, before you move on from distribution, I want to mention how many coins each type of ape got. So Mew and Ape Yacht Club holders got 2,042 coins and Board Ape holders got over 10,000 coins. I think it was like 10,092 or 10,150, something like that. So they got about five times as many coins. And that was calculated by taking the proportions of the floor prices like a week ago. From, from board apes and mutant apes. So do you think this was a smart way to do it? I mean, I think it was smart. I wish I got more. I wish it was evenly distributed. I knew it wasn't going to be. I was hoping they would have done something simple like you know, mutant apes get half as much. Uh, but one-fifth seems a little bit low, but I think it does make sense do it in proportion to the value of those NFTs. Mm -hmm. You couldn't really be giving out 10,000 tokens to a mutant ape holder because that would be worth a lot more than their NFT. Right? Say that again? You couldn't really be giving out 10,000 tokens to a mutant ape because their mutant ape is worth $60,000, $70,000, right. and you'd be giving them 150 k They're not going to be holding that. I mean, most of them, at least, would not be holding that. They would be taking profits, at least selling you know 50% of their position, cover the cost of their ape. But if you're giving 10,000 tokens to somebody who's been holding a Board Ape Yacht Club NFT worth $300,000 and have, has hold it for the past year, mm -hmm. I mean, those are the types of investors that are really, really convicted of this project and are a lot more likely to actually hold all of their tokens and po potentially even buy more. Yeah. Uh, so you see here this text on their website to ensure a fair launch. Allocation is informed by the difference in floor price between the NFT collections. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people had priced Ape in. A lot of people hadn't priced Ape in. As soon as it got announced, the mutant floor went from 20 to 25. Uh, and then after the coin came out, it dropped to 15. People were taking profits proportional to what the airdrop netted them 
more or less, right? So, you know, if bored apes and mutant apes got the same amount, it might have sent the mutant ape floor lower than they had desired or us as holders would would desire, right? So I think that the way they did it makes sense. Um, I haven't really looked into like these mechanics a whole lot to, you know, say if there's anything better out there. Um, but I think that they didn't really mess it up. Yeah, I don't think they messed it up either. And it is really interesting to see how the markets decided how much ApeCoin was worth before the launch and after the launch. And you saw that, you know, board apes, like you said, were around 15 ETH. Uh, or, or rather, they were like 20 ETH before the announcement. As soon as the announcement came out, within the next hour, went up to almost 25 ETH, uh, and then down to right, right around 15, 16 ETH once the coin actually came out and people started claiming. So it seemed like people priced in ApeCoin to be worth around 5 ETH, um, but maybe that's just because they were unsure when it was coming out. Once the announcement happened, they knew exactly how many coins they were getting and that it was coming out within a day. Uh, so it does make sense to a degree. But I thought it was really interesting that Board Ape Yacht Club, or rather Mutant Ape Yacht Club, went up to 25 ETH and then down to 15 ETH, uh, about a 10 ETH difference. And, and that was about how much we got from the airdrop, right? So we really maybe didn't make any money. Maybe we shouldn't be celebrating. Hey, but now, 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 wait. Wait for it. Boom. Back in 19. Okay, so now we got five extra ETH compared to yesterday. I would call that a hard day's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd call that a win for sure. I mean, when we were down to 15, it was a little bit disappointing. Like, yeah, I got my ape coin and I still have my mutant ape, so that's great. I have two different assets now. But really, did I net any money? Not really, no. Uh, so it was a little bit disappointing at first, but we did climb back really fast. It's only been about 24 hours since the airdrop, and we're already back from around 15 ETH price floor to 19 to 20 ETH price floor. Uh, and it looks like board apes are back too. We're up to 93 ETH price floor for board apes. We did break 100 ETH before the airdrop, uh, but before the announcement, remember, we were at like 75 ETH. So we are coming back really strong just one day after this airdrop. And I still have my NFT, I still have my coin, so nothing has changed. Uh, I'm not selling my mutant until we get up to, you know, at least 30, 40 ETH. And I want to I want to stay in. I want these perks, you know. Uh, when I, I held my NFT, when I bought my NFT back in August, I was waiting for a drop like this. I saw Board Apes get these mutant apes, and I knew that Yuga Labs was going to incentivize their holders of, of both NFT collections, and there really wasn't much. We got the Adidas NFT collab. That was a cool perk, and we are able to make an ether or two off of that. Uh, but we finally got one of these really cool airdrops from Yuga Labs. Super thankful for it, and I think there's a lot more to come. Heck yeah, Ryan. So I had this tweet that popped off today. On the topic of nfts i bought another one yesterday surprise surprise uh tweeted about it, it kind of puffed off i just wanted to to show it and plug my twitter at the same time follow me if you guys aren't following me already uh but yesterday the floor price on the hearts was a, a pitiful 0.25 eth this one i thought it was the one of the coolest ones i've ever seen was sitting on the floor okay it was literally the cheapest one listed for sale so i said uh-uh not happening anymore uh, and so I picked it up, scooped it up, and a lot of this was actually based on uh, this podcast leak that had just happened um, the other day. So let me see if I can find it quickly. Uh, it was midday that posted it, so we'll go to his Dealing media. Boom. You know, I want to go. I'll give you one. The Hearts Project. I ran into the kid that's running the Hearts Project at a Snoop Dogg Super Bowl event this weekend, and now I'm considering buying the Hearts Project a hell of a lot more than I did a week ago. Yeah, personal contact. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir, right? Like, how do you make a decision on somebody? You spend a couple of minutes, you go with your, your intuition, you go with your street smarts. Is this a quality person or is, is that more used to dealing with it? You know, I... What do you think about that, Ryan? That's interesting. I mean, Gary V has a lot of influence in the NFT markets and you can bet if he does buy some, there's going to be hype around it. And I wouldn't be surprised if the price floor went up. But Logan, why are you so convicted? Tell the audience why you now own five Heart Project <laughs> NFTs. That's quite a few from one collection. Why not diversify? Um, basically, like fundamentals, right? Like I, I love hype and I try to take advantage of hype as much as I can. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't always place my exits perfectly. So say I get stuck with a project. I don't want it to be one that goes to zero. I want it to be one that has a team behind it that is public, that is doing stuff publicly, that is 
you know, out there really building. So the Heart Project, uh, I actually got to meet the creators of the team behind it. Uh, Aiden Cullen is the one who started it, and, and he's one of the hottest, uh, you know, photographers and, and videographers in the LA scene. He's photographed Kendall Jenner. Uh, you know, Jack Harlow, literally, you name it. Um, he's worked with them. He's done album covers for, you know, Trippy Red, Omar Apollo. He's done music videos for Dominic Fike and Kenny Beats, right? And, and so, you know, he, he's been contributing to this community for so long. He said, all right, now it's my turn. I'm going to make something. He made the hearts. And, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people who he had worked with before are now into it, right? And this is a super, super valuable community, valuable network. Uh, and recently, uh, I read a tweet from Nansen. It was the top five NFT projects under one ETH that Bored Ape Yacht Club members are holding, and the hearts was on the list. Same with Little Lemon Friends, uh, the Dower Darcels, and a couple more I can't really remember. Um, but that, that was good to see as well. Uh, I also like the art. I think the people behind it are cool. Um, and the events that they've put on, I've gotten so much utility from them personally. Uh, you know, from from free clothes, Ryan, I know you claimed uh, some of the free merch they gave out to all of their holders last week, but they also have all these crazy events that, um, you know, I've been taking advantage of to meet a lot of people in the music space that, you know, I've looked up to for a long time. So that utility for me is one of the big reasons, right? That makes sense. And if you don't want to get a heart NFT, Bored Bananas are really cool. You know? <laughs> I haven't they're, heard that in so long. <laughs> they're making a, a play to earn game in, in a metaverse. Are they actually? Um, the developers actually aren't active anymore. Uh, not really much liquidity. I did sell my Bored Banana, got out of it for what I paid for it. Uh, the whole plan behind that was I wanted to mint a Siren of the Sea. Now, Sirens of the Sea is probably my worst NFT I own. If you guys own any really stupid NFTs, please throw them in the <laughs> chat. We will review them. Everybody owns a couple really shitty NFTs, okay? So, Sirens of the Sea is that for me. And if you go back to maybe like June, May, you might be able to find a video where I, I talked about it. I probably uh, was shilling it, knowing me. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. I probably wasn't showing it much, but I, I thought it was interesting what they were doing. Uh, we see a lot of projects do it now where you, you have an NFT and then you can mint one based on those traits. Uh, honestly, I think Bored Ape Yacht Club uh, actually copied Sirens of the Sea and Bored Bananas with their Mew and Ape Yacht Club drop because they kind of did the same thing and Bored Bananas did it first. So, uh, But yeah, it's a, a liquid project. Never going to sell it, but it's in my Ethereum wallet. It's part of my Ethereum history. I'll cherish that, but the project sucks. So <laughs> there's that. I'm never even going to be able to sell it if I wanted to. Um, but that that is what it is. That's the risk you take on with NFTs. I mean, a lot of these projects are going to do that. And it might still be liquid like for the next year while NFTs are hype. And we see a lot of these big projects, like the Killer Girlfriend I got. I mean, those are worth like 0 0.3, 0 0.4 ETH now. At least they're still liquid. I sold mine for 0 0.7, took a loss on it. Um, but at least I sold it, right? And people are still holding on to it. It's at 0.3 ETH. It was hype for a week, maybe two. Um, but no one really cares about it anymore. Volume is down a ton. At least you can sell them now, guys. So if you do have some NFTs that no one really cares about anymore, if the team isn't docs, if you see the developers aren't actively working on anything, I would recommend selling it. Obviously not financial advice, but take a look at your opportunity costs. Look at the situation. And if the team isn't active, why would you think that it's ever going to be liquid again? At least right now, NFTs are hype. You have some liquidity. You can find someone that will buy an NFT because it's down 75%. Uh, but in one year from now, when no one's really buying NFTs, if that's the case, no one's going to be buying that project. I mean, Bored Apes and Mutant Apes could be illiquid in a year from now if the NFT market isn't there. Um, I, I still think they'll have value and I still think that you'll be able to sell it, but it certainly won't be as liquid as they are right now. Uh, and that's just the nature of NFTs, right? I mean, if you list your board ape at its market value right now, it'll probably take a few days to sell. You could price it at the floor, you could price it at a discount and maybe sell it within an hour, depending on how good the price is. Uh, but you have to keep that in mind. NFTs are not as liquid as normal investments. And if you're in a project that has an inactive team, you should you know, consider moving your funds to maybe a project with a more active team uh, because that liquidity risk is definitely there. Yeah, definitely. That's why I mentioned that I look for fundamentals before I look for hype. If I hear about a project because of hype, I'm probably too late, right? Um, so that, that's just my take there. We got $10 from I'm Vesting. Thank you for the tenor. 
I don't know what that is, but this is a crypto show. So maybe, maybe ask for some help on one of these donk shows. Um, thanks anyways. Uh, so as Ryan said, drop your worst crypto plays, worst crypto investments in the chat right now. We are going to have a loss competition. Who has lost the most on an irresponsible crypto play? I want to know. We got any BitConnect holders in the chat? I have my doubts. <laughs> it's good timing. Zero uh, X Doodles, Kindred. What's good, man? Zero uh, X Doodles. You could tell by the name that that one probably didn't do very well. Uh, yeah, I wonder how the Zero X apes are feeling after this airdrop. You think they got any ape coins? Mm -mm. Yeah, probably that's unfortunate. not. Maybe they'll make Zero X ape coin and maybe it'll be <laughs> worth something. Who knows? Yeah, man. I'm so, so sick of these derivatives. I have no idea what Zero X Doodles is, but if it's the same as Zero X Apes, it's basically just a copyright infringement on the NFT project. Uh, selling and you know tricking some people other people actually care about the community and think it's a smart idea uh, but generally speaking anybody with the original nft doesn't really like those projects because it's not even a derivative you can have your opinion about derivative projects and i'll take them on a case-by-case -case basis i think most of them are cash grabs most of them are just living off the hype of the bigger project but some of them are interesting and some of them probably will develop communities have some type of value at least in the short term uh, but these zero x apes and these zero x doodles I would assume if it's similar, aren't really derivative projects or just copyright infringement. It's literally <laughs> exactly the same as the original NFT collection, but it has a different background. So the Zero X Apes, they look just like board apes, have the same traits, the same art, but all the backgrounds are yellow. Uh, the perk of owning a Zero X Ape is that it's an NFT. So you can have a hexagon profile picture on your Twitter account and it looks like a bored ape. Uh, so it's like getting a fake Gucci bag, essentially. And it's an NFT, so you can trick the normies. Uh, but yeah, next time you see an ape with a yellow background, <coughs> Logan, uh, mine also has a yellow background, so maybe fact check me too. Uh, but you can click on them on Twitter. You can see uh, mm -hmm. if it's actually from the Board Ape Yacht Club collection or if it's from the Zero X Ape collection. So that's interesting to see. You may have been getting tricked by some of uh, the people you follow. See, that's why I don't use a hexagon PFP so that all the NFTs that I right-click save, you can't, can't call my bluff. You're a smart man. Yeah, camera roll. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> I just like circles better. Right. No, honestly, I think that that hexagon is kind of poor. Like, if they put the the ETH logo in the corner, that'd be cool. That'd be way cooler, and then they could like differentiate between chains. I have a feeling they're probably going to change it up. Um, speaking of integration with new chains, Coinbase added uh, support for self custody for the first non EVM chain yesterday. Ryan, take a guess. What chain was it? I actually don't know, so I'm going to guess. Um, non EVM, you said first non EVM chain. Solana. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say right away. I did not you know, think about it. So, so what do you think about that? That's cool. I really like that. Uh, so what do you mean by that for the viewers who might not know? Yeah, basically, uh, you know, on Coinbase Wallet, you can t take custody of your own assets. You can manage your own private key, right? Uh, and so this was for Ethereum, Polygon, uh, and maybe, you know, some other layer two networks. I think they had like Arbitrum as well. Um, but when you want to integrate with Solana, it uses a completely different development stack. So you need to, uh, you know, have a separate wallet. As you know, I think Phantom is probably the most popular uh, Solana wallet in the ecosystem. But NF uh, Coinbase Wallet just made themselves a competitor, right? So, you know, if I don't know if they have a browser extension, I think that they do. I haven't tried it out personally, but that could be like the easiest way to go between, uh, you know, Ethereum and Solana, right? You don't need to use MetaMask to get into ETH. You don't need to use Phantom to get into Solana. You just need your wallet interface to support both of them. Yeah, but Coinbase and a lot of these other exchanges, I mean, you can just buy Solana and send it to, to Soul's network, right? Yeah, you can send it to your own wallet on the Solana network, but now you can make your own Solana wallet on Coinbase wallet app. Okay. That's, That's the difference. And you could probably interact with DeFi and NFT protocols from the Coinbase wallet app too now, which is probably big. But how does that act as a bridge? What do you mean? 
Uh, how do you get Ethereum from Ethereum's network to Solana using Coinbase Wallet now that it has two chains instead of using a bridge to bridge your assets? You do not. Okay. Yeah, it's not a bridge. It's gotcha. just for the ability to uh, for this wallet to connect to the Solana network natively right. for you to use Solana apps. Yeah, I think I think that makes a lot of sense, and I don't think that these centralized exchanges will be making token bridges. I don't think that really makes sense because you they can, are the bridges. They are the bridges exactly. They they're not going to compete with a decentralized bridge because they're two different product products. And uh, you know, Solana being so cheap, it's really easy to send across Solana, but it's not the same with Ethereum. Um, go ahead, Logan. I lost my train of thought. Will ApeCoin be the next big meme coin, like a sort of Dogecoin? Or will it go down? Meme coin, meme coin. Hmm. So yeah, I think I think I mentioned this earlier. I, they they named it ApeCoin for a reason. I think that was to emulate Dogecoin to a degree, and I think it could take off as a meme coin. I mean, we saw a lot of dog team coins do this: Shiba Inu, Dogecoin, a lot of others. I could see ApeCoin becoming a meme coin in certain communities. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be looked at as a meme coin necessarily, especially with all this utility. I think it's going to be more so part of the Board Ape brand uh, than a meme coin. I think more people are going to be getting aware of what Board Ape Yacht Club is over the next year, and they'll be investing into ApeCoin for that reason more so than because it's a meme coin. Do investors turn away from buying NFT assets now that they have ApeCoin? No, I don't think so. I think that they're two separate assets, but these coins do give you exposure to the NFT market. I think that's a, a similar idea to, you know, looks rare token or Decentraland's token. People still want land in Decentraland, even though there's the mana token. People still want land in the sandbox, even though there's the sand token. Uh, I think it's the same idea. It's more of a bet on the broader ecosystem versus the utility of the actual NFT. Uh, and I think there might be more upside within NFTs because they are more risky. Uh, ApeCoin could exist without Board Ape Yacht Club. Board Ape Yacht Club could also probably exist without ApeCoin, uh, but I still think that there's probably more risk surrounding NFTs than there is with ApeCoin. Next question. Elwin's on fire today. You must choose. Who do you both most identify with? Bill Gates, Bezos, Zuck, or good old E. Musk? I'm calling it now. I'm Elon. Okay. Why? What? Why? Because I can barely communicate. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bad answer. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I can't take Elon. I'll take Zuckerberg because uh, he's an asshole just like me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I what's, that, what's that quote from the social network? You're not an asshole, Mark. You just try so hard to be one. <laughs> really resonated with me. I cry every time. <laughs> uh, all right. Let us know which... Uh, billionaire celebrity you guys identify with. Who is your favorite from that list? Uh, list. I'm assuming it's going to be Musk all the way around. Um, and also, I just uh, remembered uh, Crypt talked about flip toads. <laughs> I looked them up, and they're listed for zero ETH, and nobody's buying them. We can get a free NFT right now. Gas prices gotta, are kind of low. You got to pay the gas fee. At that point, I'd rather just have another ENS domain, I think. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't buy it because I wouldn't want to put my wallet at risk. I don't even know what a flip toads is. Neither do I. I think it's probably a toad that flips, if I had to guess. That sounds valuable. <laughs> uh, we got the crying, laughing emojis in the chat. There we go. Thoughts on Jasmine? Ryan, do you remember Do you remember Jasmine? No, I don't. I don't really either. J-A-S-M-M-Y. Let me, let me pull it up real quick. Up 33% today. Light work it is the just inside the top 300 coins uh i'm going to their website right now it is based in tokyo japan uh and uh that's all i've gotten so far i don't really see the use case anywhere on here um does it have a description on coin market cap Let's see. So it's built on Ethereum. It's audited by a company called Slow Mist. It has a market cap of $150 million. 10% uh, of the supply is currently circulating with a huge volume of $1.2 billion over the past 24 hours. That's nuts. That is nuts. That's like, yeah, that's insane, actually. I wonder if this coin just came out. 
I don't think it. I don't think so. But I think it's just getting no. attention for the first time in a long oh, time. Oh, it's pumping hard right now. Wait, wait, but what? But let me show you this. Let me show you this. If you zoom out, it's really not pumping at all. <laughs> oh my god. Oh wait, 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 wait. I didn't. I didn't put my screen share on. There we go. Okay. If you zoom out, it's really not pumping at all. It's down horrendous. Sure, but when you're at thirty, when you're at three cents, a hundred percent gain to six cents is a hundred percent gain regardless. Yeah, that's a good point, and this is the highest volume the coin has ever seen, right? So maybe this was insiders dumping, uh, you know, finding a fair value, return to normalcy, and now it's taken off again. Maybe they just announced something. Uh, let me see if there's any news. If you guys know more than we do about this, please help. Yeah, someone tell us about this coin. I'm actually genuinely interested now. It launched back in, in the spring of last year when crypto was super hot for a dollar, a trading volume of $778,000 compared to $1.2 billion in the past 24 hours. Eli says it has a zero out of 10 on token sniffer, but he's up. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're up, that's what matters. Right? Don't forget to take profits, buddy. I wonder why it has a zero to ten a hundred on on token sniffer. Uh, maybe Slowmist isn't a very reputable auditing company. I've never heard of them. But yeah, I mean the token was trading over two dollars for a little bit there, and then it crashed down to about two cents. And looks seems like kind of like a rug. Summer. Not gonna lie, it does. But why is there one point two billion dollars of trading volume, and why is it up like a hundred percent over the week? 200%. Insider trading, Logan, are you going to call it? Allegedly, of course. We don't want to get sued. Uh, Yeah, man, I really have no clue what's going on here. And, you know, zoom out. A little bit, little bit too down bad for my risk tolerance. Uh, but that volume is interesting. Certainly interesting. I don't know if it will ever get anywhere close to those prices before. Mm -hmm. uh, I also feel like we're too late now. This is like the most volume that's ever been traded on this coin. So, um, sorry, you guys couldn't see it. This is the most volume that's ever been traded on this coin. So I feel like we missed it. We missed the insider info. $15 for December, according to Juanito. I don't know. I don't know if I trust that guy. Like, why did the coin only go up 100, 200% with 1.2 billion in volume too? That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Because the market cap of the coin is about a tenth of the volume over the past 24 hours. You would think it would go up more than 200%. I guess we'll never know. So, Logan, at the beginning of the show, I said I wanted to get in the history of some of the other cryptocurrency airdrops. So maybe we can pull up coin market cap again. Just look at prices so people can get an idea of how volatile cryptocurrencies are as soon as the airdrop happens and what happens over the long term. Uh, and maybe we can just spend two or three minutes on each of these, talk about what they did right, what they did wrong, what was interesting about them. All right. Them. Give me the first one. Uniswap. I knew you were going to say that, Ryan. Yep. All right, tell me about the Uniswap airdrop. Uh, Uniswap, they set the standard for airdrops. No one really heard about airdrops much until Uniswap did theirs, and that was during DeFi summer in 2020. Uh, I was literally two days late to getting this airdrop. So they announced and they said everybody who traded on Uniswap more than like 10 days ago is getting the airdrop. It was like 400 tokens, and unfortunately, I missed out on it. But as you can see by the chart, it skyrocketed. Uh, not right away, which was also interesting. So we got an initial pump. I actually got in before this chart on coin market cap. So I'll give you a little bit of exclusive context to the trading of Uniswap when it came out. I FOMO'd in, got in around $3 and 30 cents. Um, and then it went up to about $9 and you can't see that on coin market cap, but that was the initial pump went from around $2 to $9 and then it settled back down around four or $5 for a while. Uh, maybe it hit a local low of around $3 and then that happened for a couple months. Once the market started picking up in November, December and January heading into 2021, when we saw Bitcoin have new all time highs, that's when we started seeing those crazy gains. So we went from $9 to like $30 within probably less than a month and then we had an all-time high of around 45 to $50 after that. So a long time after the airdrop, uh, but we did see a dump after the airdrop. Uh, you know, it was followed by a dump. I mean, initially, we had that pump to $9, like I said, and then, and then things slowed down uh, and then picked back up with the rest of the market. So with Uniswap, 
lots of variables. I mean, the markets picked back picked up a ton. We were in a bear market when they did airdrop that cryptocurrency, maybe just the very beginning of the next bull market. So it was definitely interesting. Um, but their token, Logan, what do you think about their token? I think it's a, a little bit too useless. So fundamentally, long term, the use case of the token is to protect the you know the big users of the protocol. Um, from losing control of the governance. If you have uh, you know, a lot of money staked in this protocol, or earning a lot of money on this protocol, then you want to have an interest in the governance uh, to protect your downside risk. So long term, I think that governance tokens will find their place in the market, but I don't think that anybody even knows what governance tokens outside of this live stream really are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All it's, right. It's hard to value a governance token, especially right now when 100%. the protocol is the protocol that it governs is only a fraction of its you know potential mm-hmm. and something else with uniswap you know the people that got this airdrop were pretty incentivized to sell it because they couldn't do too much with it they could lp it out on uniswap uh liquidity provide on uniswap that is and earn some interest but other than that there wasn't much to do with it and they don't have very many proposals they have one maybe every couple months and usually you can't even vote on it unless you have a lot of uniswap tokens you can't make a proposal unless you have like 2.5 million uniswap tokens which is like 12 million dollars uh so for the end user for the typical holder of this token there's not much to do except speculate on the price i think that's one of the reasons it hasn't done as well as some of these other airdrops uh let's go on to the next one since we only have five minutes left let's take a look at ens domains Uh, i don't want to i'm scared i'm scared no (laughs) we'll do it we'll do it i'm just sad all right and elwin's asking when's the metamask airdrop they just announced it so it is official but we don't have a release date yet if you haven't done a swap in your metamask wallet that's the rumor going around so do a swap in your metamask wallet if you want to be eligible for that airdrop obviously that's not official information definitely download a metamask wallet maybe send a little bit of crypto to it just in case they give it out to everybody uh but to be safe i would do a swap i did some swaps on both my metamask wallets to be ready for this airdrop this isn't going to be one that you want to miss out on metamask is huge it's one of the biggest names in crypto and it's going to be in the top 30 coins minimum in my opinion i mean it's going to be really big uh Albeit there is going to be a ton of people getting the airdrop, so it might not be the highest value. All right, here's ENS slogan. Take it away. Why did you hold and why did you lose all your money? Well, Ryan, I said Ethereum name service. I like these NFTs. I think that we're going to see a, a, a second version of the dot-com bubble with these assets, okay? So I'm bullish on, I'm bullish on the asset class, and they dropped the token. I'm like, all right, more and, pe- more and more people are going to figure out about ENS. More and more people are going to want the token. It's the same issue, though, with Uniswap, is that what's the value of a governance token? It's really damn hard to say, right? So, you know, it's all part of the process, learning learning lessons. Um, I don't know if it's worth really selling at this point. I think I took... I think I might have sold a little bit before it really got to the bottom just to buy some more NFTs. Actually, no, I sold it all. I sold 299 of my 300 ENS. Kept one uh, <laughs> from the airdrop for memory's sake. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Might be a good good entry point right now. I mean, it's up 5% today. Um, I, I still have my thesis. Like, I still think that there's going to be another bubble around these assets. And I think that people might say, hey, look, I don't want to speculate on an individual domain. Why don't I just buy the token? So... Um, yeah, I mean, th- that's my thoughts around ENS. I'm not really sure where it's going to go. I'm not really convicted either way. Um, I think it's here to stay. It's definitely here to stay, but I don't really have a, you know, a firm take on mm-hmm. whether or not it's under overvalued right now, I guess right. is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm convicted on a bubble happening, though, and that's because we already had the dot-com bubble. So people know what domain names are. They know that back in the 90s into you know 2000 that we had this dot-com bubble, and people were spending millions of dollars on dot-com names, and then they all crashed in value, and it destroyed our economy. So I think people will be wary of that. It might be almost too similar where history won't repeat itself in that sense. 
and the bubble will be more focused on maybe profile pictures or digital art uh, or access tokens. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, I mean, NFT domains are very nuanced. It's your Web3 username. It's different than just having a .com domain. It's immutable on the blockchain, it's man. exactly immutable on the blockchain. So if, if you sell them on that, then maybe we'll see a, a nice big bubble surrounding ENS domains, maybe mm -hmm. even unstoppable domains as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see. And like I said, I mean, the dot-com domain bubble that we saw in 1999, Logan, you didn't see that because you weren't born then, but I was around in 1999 and I saw that. You were um, trading the niche markets back then? Yeah, I was just yeah, getting diapers. into it. I was, I was young. Yeah, I was okay. <laughs> but, but take it from someone a little bit older than you. I lived through the dot-com bubble, Logan. You did not, okay? I did. Mm -hmm. So be wary that it might not happen again. How many comms did you have? It was it was really bad. I had uh, I had Amazon.com. Just kidding, guys. Um, yeah, I actually didn't own any .coms. I didn't have an Ethereum wallet back then. So, <laughs> all right, we're out of time and out of things to talk about. So let's call it for today. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the Benzinga channel if you want more crypto highlights. Check out the Benzinga crypto channel. Top link in the description. Also find our Twitters down there. Uh, and let's see, what else is down there? Uh, my bio. You can learn all about me. Uh, you can read Logan's like bio. Something. Probably be less impressed. By oh, yeah, it. that's what it is. Drop us a quick like if you enjoyed the episode or if you hated it. We want to know that, too. You can also press the like button. We'll know. We'll know which one is which. All right, that's it. Thank you. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.